Well, man, this is an exciting time to be around here, right? Everybody pumped up just knowing that so many friends, people we don't even yet know, but who we'll become close to and appreciate and be so thankful for are right outside our walls right now. I mean, it's just so awesome to see the kingdom of God coming together in that way. Now, we are beginning a four-week series called Tools, and as the building project really picks up steam, it's a really good time for us to stop and remember what it's being built for, why we exist as Jacob's Well Church. Uh, I know Lawrence spoke to it as well, but the purpose of Jacob's Well is for people to come to know the saving power of Jesus Christ, to know the love of God, and then to take steps together over time more and more to know and become like Jesus. And God gives us tools, everything we could ever need, he gives to us along the way as we work toward that purpose being accomplished. This series is all about our call as a church to intentionally live in relationship with and model our lives after the way Jesus lived. The tools that we're talking about are five things that over the years at Jacob's Well, we've come to know as the five commitments. These are five patterns of living. We'll put them up on the screen for you. Five patterns of living, and we've got five behaviors, five tools, these commitments And we believe that if we regularly and consistently live these out, then our vision of knowing and becoming like Jesus, of being a place where that happens, will be accomplished. It's an ongoing thing. It's a process. Some might even call it a project, a journey that God is leading us along and teaching us along throughout our whole lives. And he's given us everything we need, not only to grow personally, in relationship with Jesus, but to become everything and to do everything that he's called us to together. One of the very first things we experience, one of the very first tools we receive, and one that really helps shape the entire process we're in is the commitment of belong. Now we understand belong, the way we understand this is that we commit to healthy Christ-centered relationships, which is easier said than done, right? I mean, Belong, connecting with other people, having healthy relationships. That's one of the more challenging parts of Christianity. That's the one, honestly, where some people are like, yeah, if I have to do this with people, I'm out. No, thank you. We're handed identity. We belong. We know this. We're in because of Jesus. But to live in community with other brothers and sisters is a scary proposition. It usually expresses itself around here in things like groups and serving alongside other people and serve teams and uh, going through some of our care ministries and connecting with people. And so there's this aspect of journeying with other people into vulnerability. And this affects our primary relationships too, where we want our relationships to become better over time, to become more healthy and more representative of the love of God over time. That's not easy. Life is far more complex than I was led to believe when I was a kid. It's far more painful. And so you're called to be in the middle of all that pain, in the middle of all that difficulty with people. You're, in, you're called to be somebody who belongs, who on purpose seeks to connect in a place like Jacob's Well with other people. You're also called to be somebody who invites others to belong. Again, all of this sounds so good in theory, but in reality, it's messy and it's awkward. If you've ever gone to a, a group for the first time, a study group, and you've never been a part of it or you don't know anybody, how awkward is that? 
Like, yeah, come belong in the most awkward living room situation of all time. It's not easy. And we all bring our very different experiences and pains with the idea of belonging in churches specifically sometimes and in other relationships. We bring all that into church. And this is a big place with a lot of people. It takes a pretty high degree of intentionality and initiative to connect with other people and really find your place here where you belong. A lot of times because of the discomfort we've experienced in the past or the awkwardness we're afraid of, we default in church to only ever waiting to be pursued, right? The idea of intentionally going and wanting and trying to belong with other people, we don't want to do that. We don't want to be the one to take the first step. We'll wait. And then we wait and wait and wait as time and opportunities pass us by all the time. And we still push outward and say, oh, just not the right opportunity. Oh, just not the right invitation, or they didn't invite me the way I wanted, or well, how, whatever excuses we come up with. If all we ever do is wait to be invited, pursued, and we don't plan to really ever take action ourselves, then nothing ever really happens or changes or grows, and we miss out on a ton of depth as a result. And then other people miss out on what we could have offered to them. That's why our belong commitment says what it says, that we together as a whole, and as individual people within it, we commit to these kinds of relationships. We commit to pursuing belonging. We pick up this tool, this commitment, we take a deep breath, and we get to work. It's a quest for belonging, isn't it? It is a journey fraught with peril and adventure. The quest for belonging, trying to find our place, feels like a never-ending journey. Who am I in relation to other people? Who are the people I really identify with or align with? Who are the people who can help me make meaning of life? Sometimes we're born into just a wonderful atmosphere of belonging. And our primary relationships as we grow up in our families are wonderful. It's an awesome way to be introduced to belonging, but that's not reality for everybody. A lot of people don't know unconditional love or people who are always there for you because nobody has been or people who see and call out the best in you even when you're at your worst they still forgive and love well a lot of people walk around just having been rejected still feeling like they don't have a place but we start young looking for those people with whom we belong always scanning always testing always kind of terrified and hopeful at the same time that maybe this will be the group or this will be the fashion or this will be the thing i own that finally gets me to belong. We want to belong so badly. That's why I wanted rear wheel pegs on my BMX bike when I was a kid. Uh, you got to juice up the huffy somehow, right? I didn't plan on being a BMX trickster, but it looked cool. And I knew some popular kids in my town, Altoona, Wisconsin, who had, probably Josh Gore was one of those guys, um, who had cool pegs on their bikes and it just looked amazing. And once in a while, I envisioned myself maybe standing on those, like, yeah, doing the safest possible moves. I wouldn't call them tricks. I, that was just not my speed. But that's why I wanted those pegs when I was 10. It's why I tried to be a cool skater kid when I was 13, getting in trouble down at the leader telegram office downtown for doing rail slides down their front steps. I mean, I wasn't doing rail slides, but my friends were or kids I hoped would be my friends that I wanted to belong with. I was such a poser. I didn't get it. Seriously, I tried and tried and tried. 
I went the extra mile. I grew my hair out long on one side, flopped it over like a skater. It's why I tight rolled my pants in eighth grade. Now kids are tight rolling their pants again. I thought that would never come back. It's why I wore bugle boy bib overalls with one shoulder hanging off in high school. That's back too. I'm a trendsetter, note to self. I didn't know. I should press into that more. So all these things, so short-lived. It's like trying out different ways of belonging. And none of them quite fit. I had no idea what I was doing. And it really is funny. I mean, have you ever looked back at just photographs of yourself? I mean, if it's been 20 years or more since you graduated high school, take a gander back at what you used to look like when you tried to belong so hard in so many different ways. We make fun of ourselves. But when we're there searching for belonging, it's pretty scary. I remember the quest for belonging being confusing, feeling pretty desperate most of the time, like, I'll never find my place. I'd grown up homeschooled. I mean, (laughs) two strikes against me from the very beginning when it comes to belonging. I, I never really found a way to solidly identify with kids my age out there in the world. In fact, that was seen as a dangerous thing. Man, so many things I did in life that led to misery Heartache and confusion stemmed from this quest for belonging. We bring all this experience, all of us have it, into church. Some people walk into the church setting like, Woo! I found my place. Jesus loves me. And you and you and you and you. Hey, let's have a big family hug. Some people do that. We run away from them when we see them coming. We don't want to belong like that. Not the rest of us anyway. Some people just love to get plugged in right away. They know they want to belong and that they're made for it. But most of us walk into a setting like Jacob's Well Church with some measure of hesitancy and fear. I mean, we are like we've been trained over time that it's not safe to belong. We walk in with fear because we don't want the process to get there. We just wish there was an easier way. And one of our big picture fears right off the bat is a fear of not belonging, right? We want to belong. We know deep down that we're supposed to. We know we've got what it takes. We're just not sure we've convinced anybody else. And we're sure that people, if they knew the real us, they could at least tolerate us. And at best, maybe this really could be the time and the place where I discover who I am and come alive in a new way. But there's just a huge fear That in the end, no matter how hard I try, I won't belong. So we hold back. We apologize for ourselves all the time. I'm sorry, even when we don't have to. We're cynical about people's intentions when they invite us to belong. We always feel the sense that no matter how much we perform or how well we perform, we'll probably never be all the way in belonging with the people at church. But then we also have the opposite fear. Fear of belonging, right? We want to belong. Deep down, we know we're supposed to, but we're terrified of it, of what it means. We see opportunities. You see stuff all the time that we're inviting all of you to. It would be awesome if you all just came to some of that stuff. Just freak out the people leading these events with, like, quadruple the numbers they expect. I mean, it would just be, and not as a prank. I mean, come for real. We see opportunities. We know there's a ton of places we could connect 
if we just took one step, reached out one hand. We know there are places where we could accept an invitation. We could find the connection and support we need with people, the strength and the friendship, the not being alone that we need. But there's a huge fear of belonging. It's the very thing we want and the very thing that God says we need for the journey. It's the thing we're scared of the most. What will it mean if I belong? What does it say about me? I'm not sure I want the extra responsibility that comes with relationships. I know I need depth, but how much depth is too much depth? I've belonged before and it hasn't gone well. How can I trust that belonging here will be any different? Because people are still people. Well, Whatever our fears are, the truth is we're made to belong with people. We're just as messy as the next one. We're made to be with and identify with and journey with other people. That's the only way this thing works. We together are the church, God's people, the body of Christ. 1 Peter 2.10 says, once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. We looked at this verse back at New Year's, just after Christmas. How a bunch of wanderers, a bunch of lost people, people without a place or identity, now brought together from all over the globe, all walks of life, as one new people group in Christ. It doesn't say, you are the person of God. You are the people of God. That doesn't just even imply, it just says flat out, together. It's the only way you're the people of God. Not to mention, remember, we're afraid that we won't belong. We can see we're the people of God, and we know that, and it sounds so good. But intentional Christian community puts a lot of responsibility on our shoulders. And then we're still afraid somehow it still won't measure up to all the people who do it better. And we're afraid that if we do belong, it's going to make us uncomfortable, call us to deeper, to more, to serve, to lead, to keep connecting, and it's exhausting even to think about. It's a lot of work, it's complicated, and it's messy, but you cannot argue against the fact that we belong together. We belong together. We belong together here. We're called here together. We're supposed to be in the same room together. We're supposed to be living in the same region, coming to the same church, not just randomly and not just for each of our own individual purposes and callings, but we belong together. That's what belonging is about from wherever we've come, no matter how different we might be or how much our fears have played a part in how we approach this thing, we belong together. Read with me Galatians 3, 26 through 29. The Apostle Paul writing to the Galatian believers. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There's neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. This letter to the Galatian believers was urgent and energetic. One of the most like passionate sense of urgency letters that we see written by the Apostle Paul. These people were descendants of the Celtic people. They lived in the southern region now of Asia Minor. And they were brought into the family of God by faith. Brought together by Jesus. And some were Gentiles and some were Jewish. 
And some were beginning to separate along old dividing lines. Some wanted to require these new believers, these Gentiles, to be circumcised as outward proof that they really do belong. Because salvation in faith, through faith in Jesus, belonging to this new people group through just faith in Jesus Christ, couldn't be enough. And Paul's writing with urgency to say, no, you belong together, equal before God. It's not about an outside requirement anymore. There's no dividing lines anymore. You aren't separate, but equal in Christ Jesus. You are all one in Christ Jesus. This isn't about hierarchies or separate camps of those who belong in Christ, but one unified whole in Christ. And the truth is, if you belong to Christ, you belong. Those who believe that Jesus is who he says he is, those who believe that Jesus came and did what the scriptures claim he did, those people who believe by faith are in. If you belong to Christ, you belong. Sometimes churches are more effective at making people and even fellow Christians feel like they don't or can't belong. That it's about more than belonging to Jesus That there's extra stuff you got to do, hoops to jump through, things you've got to prove. We should be inviting people, no matter where they are or who they are, to belong to Christ, free of charge. No extra requirement, just come. That's why we invite all who belong to Christ to partake in communion, because we don't have extra rules you've got to follow to have this moment of intimacy communing with God, remembering what Jesus has done and celebrating that. There isn't another requirement. You just belong. But belonging isn't just about knowing that or experiencing that you belong to Jesus. It's about what happens when we purpose to belong together, for real, with intention. There's something bigger and beyond, something long-term God is doing here. Together, we're being built. And this is language yes because it's especially poignant right now because of our building project we've got a construction project going on something's being built on the south end of our campus we can see it happening you can get on instagram and facebook and follow the progress we can celebrate together every week when bfc folks and lawrence are up here sharing updates with us but there's something else happening here at the very same time that that's going on all the time from the moment you came in here From before that even, you're part of an ongoing building project that's always happening right here at Jacob's Well. Together we're being built. Ephesians 2, 17 through 20, the apostle Paul writes, he, that's Jesus, came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through him, we both have access to the father by one spirit. He's talking about Jews and Gentiles again. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers. You're not separate from each other. You're not unknowable to each other. You're fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household, his family, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as a chief cornerstone. Paul writes to them, these people who used to be separate, who used to be divided, they couldn't belong together. He writes to them to lay out the whole point for being the church. It represents what we're all called to as part of the people of God. Jesus preached peace 
Peace that says we're reconciled to God and to each other. Through him we are in, together, with God, by one spirit, which we all share. And it's connected back thousands of years to the foundation building work done by the people of God through centuries, millennia. People just like us, we are being built here. And Jesus is the cornerstone of what we are being built into. And I've got to say, when it comes to tools for the project, belong is essential for this building project to get done, to get done God's way. And it might feel scary. We all might have bad experiences in the past. It's definitely going to be messy at times. Things won't go smoothly in every season, but at some point we will come back to that remembrance that for us to be helped, for us to offer help, for us to keep moving forward in God's direction, we've got to do it together, belong together, do the work together. And the way to do it, the Apostle Paul writes about a couple chapters later in Ephesians, and over the next weeks we're going to unpack a little bit more of this specific chapter Four of Ephesians. Here's verses two and three. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. That sounds like just about the best construction site atmosphere I can think of. When it doesn't go that way, everything bogs down. It can't be efficient. It can't get done with a sense of joy and positive energy. So these things you see in these verses, humility, gentleness, patience, bearing with one another in love, working as hard as we possibly can to keep unity with each other based on what's most important in the Holy Spirit through relationships that are defined by peace, where we actively seek peace. It's hard. Paul goes on to write, we are one body. We share one spirit. We have one hope, one faith, one Lord, key word in here, as if you didn't know, one, not separate, the idea of wholeness, oneness together, we're all part of it. Not just one person or people group can own what this means. We're in, but it's not just about us as individuals, it's about who we are together. So keep the peace, stay connected, you share in something with others. It's meant to be that way, but no, it's not easy. Belong is a big job. Some of the hardest and best work we will do in our lifetimes. Choosing to belong with other people on purpose. Choosing to invite others to belong with us on purpose. But it's also that rewarding work where we discover who we are together. It just won't fully happen otherwise. In addition, it's some of the most important work we're called to. God has a vision for this building project, the one he's doing in us. There's a reason we're called together, like I was saying before, on purpose by God as part of his plan to belong here within the church expressed through Jacob's well. There's a reason that it requires belonging. It's because together we're being built into something, and I don't have a better word for it, awesome. It's awesome. You think the BFC building project is awesome? I'm going to read a verse in just a minute about what we are being built into, us as the people of God. Now, it's amazing. I have a great view out my office window of the BFC project. I've seen the drawings. I've been a part of the Live It Well initiative from the very beginning, and it's been awesome. Those piles of lumber, concrete, 
steel beams, all those tools, all coming together to turn a bunch of different, oddly shaped and assorted objects and materials into kind of that vision that Lawrence painted for us of this complete building where people can belong, where we can continue our journey of belonging together, where we experience being part of God's ongoing building project in his people. Here's how the Apostle Paul explains it. This is what I'm excited about. In him, in chapter 2, verses 21 through 22, in him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. Now, he's not talking about a building. He's talking about us. The building is the analogy here. And in him, you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Not just in me, not just in you, in us. The South Venue is a building. On its own, it's not very special. It's a room, inanimate materials and objects. That's not the awesome part. It's what happens in it that's truly amazing. We, the people of God, joined together, raised up together to be a living, holy temple, a dwelling, and not just any old dwelling, but a dwelling for the Holy Spirit of God. For whatever reason, from wherever, you've been brought here. This is where you are right now, in your life here at this church. And our vision statement is, wherever we are on our journey, we will take steps together to know and become like Jesus. Another way of saying that for tonight's purposes would be, wherever you are on your journey, you belong here. You belong here. I've wondered... Over these last few years at different points, do I really belong here? You know, I was coming out of a painful church experience. And I was trying to get my footing in a new place. And I had some extra barriers to belonging. And pretty much had given up the idea that it would ever feel safe or connected in the way I knew it was supposed to. But I also knew I was invited to belong right here at Jacob's Well. That I could respond to that invitation and try again with courage to belong alongside others. And slowly over time, I learned that in this place, uniquely to find my place, I had to have some of that courage I talked about. Had to step outside my isolated confines, believe by faith in in God's plan that I really am made to belong someplace. And guess what? Now there's just no doubt in my mind. You guys, I belong here. You belong here. We belong here together. And I'm so excited for what what God is going to do in us, where he's going to lead us in worship and connectedness to each other and shared vision for this place. I'm here to tell you that you are invited into our belong commitment. You belong here. What would it look like for you to believe that and to live like it's true? To believe you have a role to play. The whole point is that we're being built into something awesome together. And we want you to be a part of what is happening. We believe that you are part of letting others know they belong here too. We're being built into the place where those who are lost right now tonight in this very moment, wandering, desperate, and searching, can come and find their place where they belong. Come Christmas... We'll be worshiping in our newly completed South Venue, but the real work is still underway. God will lead people here 
He just will, by the hundreds. And we want to be ready. We're doing a Christmas series called Home for the Holidays, and we think it would be so amazing if we're so committed to belong that people who are led here for the very first time or who have come a little bit but are wondering about this place that can discover their home, their home just in time for the holidays, where they belong. There are many ways to connect. We're going to talk about next steps here, and then we'll wrap up. There are so many ways to connect here at Jacob's Well, to belong. We do our best to keep putting stuff in front of you consistently, but sometimes we get to a point where, you know, we just can't choose for people. We're not going to force people or guilt people into coming. You really should come, or your mom's going to be disappointed. We won't do that, okay? We want to invite, but that's where now it's relationship, and it requires something of you. You, if you want to intentionally belong and you want to respond to this invitation, I'm going to tick through several things that just might help get you started or might help you take a next step. First one is new here. Taylor talked about it in announcements. It's our section out in the lobby where you can go say, hey, here's who I am. This is some of the stuff I'm interested in. Somebody can know your name, follow up with you, begin the journey of relationship, get to know Jacob's well. It's something we do on the first Tuesday of every month. It'll start back up in the fall when this project is nearing its completion phase. Come and get to know about the vision of the church. If you're curious about, you know, what is Jacob's Well all about, you'll meet some staff people, and you'll get a chance to see the, uh, some really specific next steps that you can take. Like I said earlier, get involved in the building project. The, the literal one going on outside, you're already part of the one going on in us. Join up. There's great energy here. You will meet and become friends with so many people you never would have known otherwise. It's beautiful. Coming up in September, get ready. We're going to have another groups rally where we give you an option to sign up for so many different kinds of study groups and support groups and care groups and anything you can imagine. It requires you to sign up for it, though. We would love for people to just fill up our groups and make that grow into something amazing. We've got worship teams, serve teams, always open for more people to come and belong with us. Come join us. Stop at our Connection Center anytime you want to get information, uh, pick up a prayer card, a devotional on your way out tonight. We've got classes and events going on. We'll always inform you about them. Parenting Journey is one that if you haven't attended, please do. It's so valuable. And then finally, just invite people to this stuff. Invite them to come here. This is our place together, and we're not turning anyone away. Anyone and everyone can come and join us. We're in. We're together. We belong, and for what we're going to become, <clears throat> the possibilities in Christ truly are endless. The team's going to come out. I invite you to join me in prayer as we set up the rest of uh, this series and uh, the services for tomorrow and just praise God for all that he is doing. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for who you are, how you work, the way that you have given us shared identity. You've given us this way to belong that didn't exist before you gave your life and raised to life for us. Thank you for giving us access to our one Father, fulfilling us, living in us by your one Spirit. And now together, show us, not just what we're called to, show us a clear vision for how we get there. And thank you that you've given us this place to do it together. All this we pray in Jesus' name.